I'm Will Hooley of the San Diego Legion, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. Next on Rugby Wrap-Up's Major League Rugby Extravaganza, Chris Matina of the Austin Gilgronies, plus highlights, opinions, and predictions from Brian Ray, Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City, and we've got a full Major League Rugby show for you today. But before we get ahead with our guests and Dan Power and Brian Ray, let's take a quick look back to see what got us here. The Arrows of Toronto, Ontario, Canada got to host just their second game in over a thousand days and they welcomed in Old Glory DC. The District of Columbia team was without a win and almost pulled one off. But the hometown Arrows held on to win 32 to 27. The New England Free Jacks welcomed in the up and down Seattle Seawolves into Quincy, Massachusetts before a raucous crowd and almost blew it. Seattle had a chance at the end, but didn't get there. And New England held on for dear life 24-22. Rugby ATL, the Rattlers, went into New Orleans to play the gold in the gold mine. And it was Nola that struck gold first with the first try of the match, but Atlanta had no problem the rest of the way and won easily 34-17. The Houston Sabercats welcomed in a wounded Dallas Jackals side. And the Jackals were leading after the 36th minute, but Danny Barrett scored a try and his team never looked back. Houston wins 31-6. The San Diego Legion were home underdogs at the sports deck to the Austin Gilgronies. And it was San Diego that had the lead on three different occasions, but Austin proved too much in the end and won 35-21. The big showdown between Los Angeles and New York turned out to be all L.A. at the Coliseum. In a resounding victory, L.A. takes it 43-0. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. To rugby wrap up Matt McCarthy in New York City, Brian Ray up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And Brian, we have a mystery guest while Dan Power is apparently lost in the woods. We're going to go ahead and, uh, in an unorthodox fashion, I'm going to help you by asking questions of the mystery guest. Your, your three hints, Brian, are our mystery guests played football, basketball, and rugby in high school. He is a closet New York Jets fan and he has played overseas. Did you play this past weekend? I did. Interesting, interesting. Are you from Australia? I'm not. Are you on an Eastern Conference team? I'm not. Are you bald? Uh, I'm not. Closet New York Jets fan. Mm. Think of that. Do you play for a team in California? I do not. Is that an American accent? Maybe. 
<laughs> you play for a team from Texas. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, he plays for a team from Texas. Do you play for a team that wears teal? I do not. Have you uh, represented your country on the international stage? Yes. Did you score a put him in the coffin, it's over try for your team this weekend? I did. H have you been on this show before? A few times. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Power is now calling in. This is history. He is mid-mystery guest round. Brian hammering away with questions. What we know so far, Dan, is our mystery guest played football, basketball, and rugby in high school. He is a yep. closet New York Jets fan. He has played yep. overseas, and he plays for a team in Texas, and he scored the nail in the coffin try for his team this weekend. Mate, there's only one person on the face of the earth tragic enough. Uh, desperate enough to be a Jets fan, I'm going to say Chris Matina. Oh, Brian Ray! Oh. He just... That is the biggest choke in mystery guest history. And here is none other than Mr. Chris Matina. How's it going, Chris, guys? Welcome. Good job, Dan. You did well. <laughs> hey, Jets. listen, us, uh, us Nyack boys, it, it's thick. It's thicker than blood. <laughs> and uh, I would know a Nyack guy from a mile away. All right. Well, you know, truth be told, Brian Ray did the heavy work and he's a good sport because he did know it was Chris Matina and he kind of let let the kid win. Right, Brian? You let the kid win. Canadian, uh, just let it slide. Let it slide. All right. So, Chris, I want to first off apologize for my attire. This is we do a thing here on the show when when you pick a team or you're rooting for a team and they get destroyed. Brian sits in front of the backdrop of the team that is our arrows of loss to. And I am in my Giltini's um, Miami Vice look suit, pink shirt, powder blue jacket. But I, I want to open this up because you scored a heck of a try. You're having a great season down in Austin playing for the Gilgronies. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just want, I want the boys to have a, a crack at asking you some questions because I know that they're eager. Yeah, Chris, a lot of people are attributing this uh, really impressive showing to Austin. I mean, obviously picked up some uh, impressive players in the offseason, like yourself, uh, heading over there. But a lot to the preseason. You guys, you know, went down to San Diego and, and spent some time together there. Uh, how important was that, uh, getting off the season off to a, a fast start there, I guess, you know, and a, a good preparation during the preseason to, to where you guys are now? Yeah, no, that was it was an awesome preseason. We de it was definitely the most comprehensive one that I've had uh, in the MLR. And, and I even showed up late because a lot of the boys actually got to Austin uh, early December and got, you know, a few weeks of even heavier preseason in. Uh, and then I got to join a little bit later in January um, and got to go to that San Diego trip. But it's been unbelievable. And they kind of set that in their minds that that was going to be our, our base uh, for the rest of the season. And kind of set the tone with the culture, uh, team building and all that stuff. And I think it's really paid dividends for us, you know, throughout this first half, you know, this first stretch of the season. It's been it's been really cool to see. And it was a really it's been great to be a part of, to be honest. And Chris, just to catch everybody up on the clues that we gave before the round started, you played football, basketball and rugby at Xavier High School in New York City. You are a New York City product through and through. You are an American pathway Sample, uh, University of Delaware, New York Athletic Club, and the Eagles on the Seventh Circuit. You are a closet New York Jets fan, which is tragic. And we got the overseas thing because you were with Team USA. Uh, but you were with Rugby New York, and it must have been tough making that transition down to Texas. 
Uh, do you have a pair of boots? Did you get spurs? Do you have a cowboy hat? How are you assimilating? I haven't got, I've went to the store. They're a bit expensive. So I didn't uh, pull the trigger on the cowboy boots, but um, it's actually been great. I've, I've really enjoyed it here. I think, you know, the weather's really nice, um, you know, coming into a team that's already pretty established with, you know, their identity and the players and the coaching staff, you know, it was, it's been a really actually seamless transition and it's exactly what I wanted coming, you know, leaving New York was kind of just a place where I could focus on myself, focus on my game, just, you know, logistically it's way easier than New York city, you know? So we go to our, we just 20, 15 minute drive to the uh, gym. Then it's a five minute drive to the field, you know, nice. home and we have all the recovery stuff that we need kind of all within like a 10 to 15 minute radius of the house. So um, yeah, it's been great. I, I really have no complaints, you know, and it's, it's been a really good transition for me and I've really been enjoying it down here. Yeah. It ain't Cleveland. Right. And, yeah. and, and Dan, be- he's, he's been having a great season down there. Let you, you, yesterday you were all over the pitch. You had a great run that set up a try. You scored the, that nail in the coffin try against San Diego in San Diego. Dan, is it tampering if you're not yet running a franchise that's not yet in the league? If you tell us what you would trade for Chris Matina at this point and then sign him to? It's all well, hypothetical. I, 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 I've got two kids and, and honestly, I'd get rid of one if I get Chris to <laughs> hypothetically come our way. So no, but mate, the, obviously you talked a bit about the geographical challenges of New York and Austin and the differences there, but culturally, have you noticed a big difference in the franchises? You're, you're a New York guy, right? You went to Xavier and yeah. you're from the area. Um, how was the assimilation for you per- personally going over to Austin and fitting into that culture? Yeah. You know, I, I actually wasn't nervous, you know, even though I was going to a brand new place and a brand new team with, you know, all new guys. Um, you know, I had Mark O'Keefe here, who's um, who I've been played with in, in New York for the past, you know, two years prior to him being in Atlanta. Um, you know, I knew a few guys like Zinzan and Mason Peter Penderson and yeah, just kind of, it fit. And I knew those guys were good guys. Um, and then coming down here, you know, it just really was seamless and, you know, just how open they are down here with the culture. And Sam Harris really drives that is just, you know, we really opened up to each other, especially throughout that preseason and, you know, did a lot of cool activities where you get to know each other very fast. And, you know, I really just, it's been really seamless to be honest, like the culture has been great and I've really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's, it's actually been, it was, it was easier than I thought, which is, is always a good thing. Brian, He's a very versatile player. He could be slotting in at nine for you guys. <laughs> the only place <laughs> I haven't lined up at the back line, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was kind of my question. I mean, you're one of these Swiss Army Knife guys. You literally played every position in, in the back line in MLR except for scrum half. I mean, uh, one half of that, do you have a preference? And number two, I mean, is it is it a challenge for you to kind of, you know, be aware of everything that you need, all those different roles uh, to be able to cover those for your team? Yeah, well, so to start off with, my preference actually is fullback. So I'm really happy here that they see me as that. And I've had the ability to have three starts there and and get time there. And I think that's been a a huge plus for me being down here. Um, But yeah, in terms of just playing everywhere, I think it's been good for me to just kind of get awareness, like you said, in all those positions. And, um, you know, it is difficult preparing week in, week out. And I might have to be covering everywhere um you know so it is it is a tough challenge but i think 
I embrace that. And I, as long as I get to get up, be on the field, I know I can make an impact. So, you know, I'll line up anywhere if that means I can get on the field. So, but ideally I'd love to be in the back and I've, you know, I think I've shown that 15 is my natural position. Um, but yeah, I can cover other places as well. Have the rumors about ownership affected the guys at all? Because you had a two week blip, it seemed where it's like, Oh, maybe they're not the team that we thought. And then you just turned it back on. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been a lot, little bit of ups and downs with that. And, you know, I think we've had more clarity after um, those last two weeks. And I think honestly, we had a pretty, pretty big uh, stretch of games. You know, we played five games on the trot and then we had the last two, which were probably the two best, arguably the two best teams in the East um, at the moment and who are physical and we had to travel and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think it was a bit of wear and tear. And then once we had that bye week, it was a great reset for us. And we kind of went back, you know, got away from rugby, got away from everything. Um, the boys really enjoyed it. And then we came back refreshed mentally and physically. And, you know, I think now we've kind of adjusted our game a bit. Um, and now we're just kind of firing again on all cylinders, which is it's great to see. And hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah. What's the plans for the, uh, for the year? I can't obviously talk too much about next year too, but uh happy in austin you know you're gonna you talked about your positional stuff there playing fullback but what are, what are the plans for the rest of the year in austin yeah i mean i really like it here i'd love to stay um you know i think just figuring out what's happening in terms of stuff for next year is, is probably going to be a little bit later on but um yeah just kind of continuing with what i'm doing i'm just kind of taking it one week at a time and just you know trying to get better every day and, and continue to work hard get fitter and um just get as much time at fullback as I can. Um, yeah. And just keep playing, to be honest. That's all. I really it's a great back line. You got to be having, it's got to be a blast playing in that back line. Yeah. It's an, it's an awesome back line. We have so much depth as well. It's competitive, you know, every single training session, you know, we have, you know, Bryce and Marcy and, you know, Mark and Julian, like, and Mac, you know, you could just keep rattling off names and like everyone's up there. Um, and there's just been battles and it's been really cool to just see us, kind of sharpening each other's tools um, week in and week out. And I think it's just a great group of guys as well. So, you know, even if you don't get selected, um, you're cheering that guy on. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to have him as, have his best game, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see. And I think it was the same in New York, but, you know, it's great to just come into this and it's like the same thing. And you have, you know, basically two back lines, which I think can start in the MLR, you know, anywhere. So. Um, you know, it's been great for me and, you know, just, I love it. And, you know, we're just going to keep going. Does, does Marcel Brocky get ticked off when people call him Marcy? I don't think so. He doesn't really get ticked off about much. He's just a class act, you know, he's just a true gentleman and like, just to be able to, you know, be with him on the field. And I've been watching him for a long time, you know, play for the U S and he's just, you know, you don't really know him. I didn't know him prior to coming down here, but come down here and he's just like the nicest guy ever. And, you know, he's just been a great teammate and someone who's just like rooting me on, I'm rooting him on, and we're just battling it out and training every day. So it's just been an awesome experience. Brian, you want to tell him your suggestions for the name change? Should the ownership group change? The suggestions? Uh, what do you want to go with? The gladiators, the gunslingers, the gorillas? You, want, you don't want to have to change Those the hat. Good. You want to keep the AG like the gunslingers. thing, right? Yeah, gunslingers? Pretty cool, yeah. Well, tell like the that. Washington Bullets that. They had to yeah. change to the Wizards, so that's not going to fly. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few names that have been uh, kind of in the pipeline that we've heard. So, oh, do tell. Come on. 
uh there's been i think it's guard guardians have been kind of cleveland, the cleveland indians are the guardians you can't what the um yeah i like gunslingers though gunslingers is cool i mean our whole theme is rangers and stuff like that so it'll, hopefully it's something around um yeah like rangers or you know army theme that's kind of what our gorillas 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 yeah i mean uh, austin I think gorillas I like gunslingers. <laughs> All right, Chris, awesome we got to let you go. Uh, thank you for your patience. Dan Dan was stuff, stuck in traffic, driving, speeding through traffic on sidewalks just to get onto the mystery guest segment. But uh, we appreciate your time and waiting, and you're a good sport, my friend. We're always rooting for you. Thanks, Chris Matina of the Thanks. Austin Gilgronis. And be sure to check out our bonus interview with San Diego Legion and Team USA star Will Hooley. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we're back, and what a great simulated virtual background Dan has. It looks like he's actually driving, not like one of those cheesy movies, but it's pretty good. It looks pretty authentic, Dan. And the fake steering and looking around, that's great, too. Be sure to check out our bonus interview with Chris Matina, the former Team USA 7-star turned current Austin Gilgroni. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. Please subscribe on YouTube. So, Brian, let's start off with our Good Friday night matchup between Old Glory and Utah. Who are the Warriors? And Old Glory almost took you guys. Yeah, it was uh, pretty scary there at the end. Uh, very similar, actually, uh, ironically, with the game in Utah that the Arrows also won and almost let slip away at the end. So uh, this is going to be a fun game. First game for Utah, you know, after Sean Pittman, of course, is is no longer head coach, so Brandon Sparks uh, stepping in there. Utah's not playing particularly well. Old Glory, I think, is on the rise. The last couple games have been very close. It's just a matter of, you know, taking that last step of playing at home. Long travel for Utah. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nate Osborne getting his first win as head coach. Whoa, whoa. Dan, is he driving down the wrong road, or are you just going the wrong way? What side of the road do we drive on here? Right away. It's all right. Okay, I'm good. It, we will get a really good indication uh, what Warriors show up, right? Whether they were uh, Sean Pittman, a player's coach, you know, were, were the players on his side and management wasn't, or vice versa. Is this a move that was dictated by the locker room and they're going to turn up and play? We'll find out this weekend. But I think, you know, Nate's done some good stuff in Old Glory in a short period of time. They've looked better and better each week from New York to Toronto. And, heck, I'm going with you, Brian. Let's go. Let's go, Old Glory. Sheehy Autos. Not only a win in your garage, but a win on the field as well. Oh, that is good. That is good. And, and you know what? I think you're you're the salesman. You're the you're the the ultimate salesman, Dan. And I, you just sold me. You sold me easier than Paul Sheehy sold me my Volkswagen oh. Taos, which the interior is kind of similar to yours with a huge double sunroof. I'm going with Old Glory. I think 
DC Nate Osborne gets his first win. Next one up, Toronto, Brian, hosts New Orleans, their third consecutive home game in Toronto. Yeah, tough road trip for NOLA. And uh, let's be honest, NOLA did not look great against ATL. And they don't have much to play for at this point. The playoffs are beyond them at this point. Toronto suddenly does have something to play for. Uh, they picked up vital points. They're now just five back in New York. You saw what happened in New York, New York uh, this past weekend. So uh, definitely going with the arrows at home. Arrows all the way. Yeah, I think uh, Nolan now, it's a real look to 2023. Fitz in and his crew need to just kind of figure out what, what New Orleans is going to show up next year because this year is over. I'm going with Toronto as well. Seattle. Who is Seattle? Are they who we thought they are, Dan? They're hosting San Diego, and San Diego's got the injury bug galore. But this one is a make-or-break game? It must be at this point, right? Well, I think L.A. going on their tear has definitely woken up the Western Conference. Um, Houston also now back in the winner's circle, looking a little stronger in fourth position. Yeah, Seattle on the outside looking in, are they, Matt? Like, yeah, they've, they've really fallen off the pace. We thought that... Early in the season, maybe this was the Seattle of old coming back and they were going to be a shot, but they have, uh, they've not looked good uh, in, in the last four or five weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they just, they're not quite executing. A lot of 50 50 passes aren't going to hand, uh, you know, throwing in little interceptions and pops and things like that. They're just not, you know, accurate enough right now. And I don't know if the, you know, they just don't look like a side who's really, you know, there in the final quarter ready and, and really thrashing. Even though they came back and they scored and got that bonus try, I mean, it was it was already a fait accompli at that point. So, uh, you know, Seattle 3-0 to start the season, 1-5 since. That's that's not great. I got to go with uh, San Diego on the road. San Diego's just – they've got too many key injuries. You got Hooley out. You got Augsburger out. You got uh, Chris Robshaw. We've almost forgotten that he's on the roster. So who uh, Seattle's got that 16th man. They are very unpredictable. I think Seattle might win this one. Call me crazy. I'm going with Seattle. Next one up, L.A. The juggernaut again, hosting your boys, Dan, the Sabercats. Sabercats have to win this game. If they are going to be any sort of serious contenders in the West and overall, they have to win these games. LA, wow, what a performance against New York. Right? I, I don't, we all know that travel is tough. And I think sometimes international fans in particular may not realize what a travel experience it is to go from New York to LA. Like it is literally like flying to another country. Um, and the toll it takes physically to do that. And New York's still a great team, but boy, LA looked like they were back and in form and they're going to start getting healthier and healthier here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Los Angeles in this one just because. I think they are finding form and, and going to go on a little tear here. Yeah, I mean, Houston, sure, they got uh, the win they wanted against Dallas, but uh, it wasn't a super convincing performance for me. I, I, I think they were a little too slow. Uh, they just didn't move the ball as well. I thought they, they just kept it tight a little bit too much, played a little bit too conservative for my liking. That's not going to fly in Memorial Coliseum. L.A. Uh, all over this one. I expect them to win this big. Yeah, L.A., I, I said it on the rugby odds. From now on, you just pick L.A. again. They're at that point because, as Dan said, they're going to get healthier. Hanko looked like he has finally found his game in Los Angeles. He was a wrecking ball. He ran right over Fossey Fuatai for a try, which is no easy task. Um, 
Yeah, they get they're just getting healthier. But these guys have also gelled. They didn't have that that month away in preseason, right? And they, they had different bodies because of different injuries. But now the guys that are actually healthy are gelling. They know how each other plays. They are a dangerous unit. So I, I look for them. I think they're going to blow out Houston. Dallas, speaking of blowouts, hosting Austin. It just doesn't get any easier for the Jackals, Dan. No, I think the only chance they've got is if um, Sammy Harris decides to rest 26 players this week um, and they end up playing against the academy side. Uh, for, for Austin, this is actually probably a really good timing because with the way their, their buy was structured and the way the buys are structured this year, they can probably rest some of their older key players here and probably run some patterns that they may want to take a look at implementing later in the year or just try a few things here. And they'll probably, honestly, they'll probably load up the bench. And if, if, if something miraculous happens and Dallas is in this game, they'll flood, you know, 16 through 23 on the field and kind of take it away. But how do you pick anything except an Austin win here? By a lot, probably, too. Right, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no other option. And hopefully they do, uh, you know, put a few ex other bodies that we haven't seen maybe this season. Cole Davis, I think it's fit again, the Canadian. There is a Canadian on the Austin team, so hopefully he sees the field. And, I mean, Canadian international, he hasn't, he hasn't played yet. That's a pretty good guy to be calling on. Caleb Strum, the young uh, winger they picked in the draft, maybe we'll see him out there. It'd be, you know, it'd be nice to get, you know, Mason Cook out there, get him a start as well, guys like that. So, uh yeah, looking forward to this one, um, you know, kind of from a, a player development point of view, but I think competitively Austin easily wins this. All right. There are no Easter Sunday games. Uh, I, I am picking Austin by, by 20 points in this one. No Easter Sunday games. The, New York and New England have a bye this weekend. Uh, gentlemen, final thoughts. Dan. Yeah, we're in, the, uh, we're in the run home, right? We're over halfway through MLR 2022. And we're going to have a really fascinating run home in both conferences because there's realistically probably four, maybe five teams in each conference that can still make the playoffs, um, which, which will, will make the games coming down the stretch really fascinating to watch here. But this is, this is where teams who are really contenders are going to step up these next couple of weeks leading into the playoffs. We're really going to see who the, the top teams are and who can actually lift that gigantic shield at the end of the year. Hmm. Brian. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, this weekend, I think uh, Seattle, San Diego is the game to watch really as far as the uh, competitiveness goes, but the next couple of weeks are really going to be pivotal as far as the playoff game. I mean, you know, if Toronto, uh, New York's got that tough game against New England. If Toronto can get that win this weekend and then again next week against Houston, all of a sudden, it's a game on in the Eastern Conference, right? So uh, some big games coming up. Looking forward to it. And I'm not going to mention uh, injuries because I think I cursed it last weekend. But, uh, no, that's, uh, looking forward to another exciting week of rugby. And a day off, for that matter. How much is that loss versus Atlanta going to come back to haunt your arrows? Uh, I, I guess we'll see, won't we? I mean, as a tough one, at least they got a, a bonus point out of it. So that's something, right? So they, they, they did take something out of there, but True. it's going to be so tight. And we knew it was going to be tight from day one. That third spot in the East was always going to come down to, uh, you know, a couple points and bonus points are going to be everything there. So, you know, how much does that loss cost New York 43 points? I mean, even points differential could matter. So uh, lots of intrigue left. That's another good point. Uh, what I'm noticing going into the second half, it's been bugging me for a while, but I finally figured it out. The logo on your hat looks like a cell phone tower. 
Just wanted to throw that out there. Dan, can you are you with me on this? It looks. I thought it looked like an old school oil rig. That too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It looks like one of those oil rigs in Los Angeles that you, when you drive into the airport where you go dump yeah. a body. Not, and I mean that in a good way, Toronto fans and Brian. So, yeah, it's digging up gold this coming weekend. Oh, doctor! Oh, doctor! Big, big words for Brian. All right, Brian, you deserve it. You have been true blue to your blue arrows. So good for you. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Dan Power and Mr. Brian Ray, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds and our college rugby wrap-up. Please subscribe on YouTube, sign up for our newsletter, and please, please, please join our American Red Cross blood donor team. Be sure to check out our bonus interview with Chris Matina, the former Team USA 7-star turned current Austin Gilgroni. Spade to Danny Barrett. Barrett skips through a tackle. Barrett inside the 22. Barrett a race to the try line and dot it down. Just really great determination by Brewing to get over that line.